Coming to you from the supply closet on a small college campus in Northeast Arkansas, this is the Bless Your Heart cast. Where we discuss our favorite movies, music, and pop culture whatever from a Christian worldview. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Babcock. And I'm your other host, Mike Dixon. Bless your heart, Trevor. Bless your heart, Mike. Hey, Trevor. What's up, my man? Oh, I am uh, on a high right now. You're on a high. I'm on a high. I'm not high. That's important. Yeah, I'm on a high. Okay. The Chiefs, my team, won the Super Bowl again. Are we talking hockey? Hockey. We won the hockey bowl. You won the hockey bowl. Yep. Yep. It was great, man. Third time in five years the Chiefs have been Super Bowl champions. Pretty good, man. Um, Dominant now, I think, is the, the term. We're looking at a dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. To rival the Plantagenets. Um did I, yeah. did I say that right? Plantagenet. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Um, for all of you non-English majors out there, the Plantagenet Jets were the uh, English royal house yeah. for a while. Though. The Habsburgs took them over, right? Is that a thing? Mm, no, the Habsburgs were mostly continental. Look, I'm really bad at European history. Yeah, that it was yeah. the Tudors. Tudors. Who yeah. reign to this day, if, they I, do. if yeah. I remember my history correctly. I think so. Yeah. A uh, big fan of that. Big fan of Henry V. Love him. Not every woman needs a head. Amen. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Super Bowl champs. And, yeah, Super Bowl champs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, honorary chief. We love Taylor Swift now. We love, um, we she love made, Taylor Swift. She made the NFL $300 million this year. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Like, like Just in terms of selling swag? Just like people getting into it and okay. buying a Travis Kelsey jersey because of Taylor Swift. And they're, 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 that's obviously a, a rough thing to, to measure, but the rough estimate is $300 million. Gosh. That one person dating a player, showing up to half the games, made the NFL this year. That is incredible reach. We call that Taylor privilege. Yeah, I mean, I can't even dream of that. Um, but she, I mean, she changed the game this year, and I'm thankful for her. Yeah. Hey, I'll mark take it down. It. Mark my words. Yep. Hey, so we're changing it up a little bit today. Yeah. Usually we talk about cultural issues and we keep it to that. Today we're talking about the, in my humble opinion, what is the most confusing theological issue that there is mm. i'm talking of course about eschatology oh i thought you were going to talk about superlapsarianism versus infralapsarianism oh don't even get me started on infra hyper lap double calvinism yeah i don't even double know what, secret don't even know what these Arminianism. words mean to be completely <laughs> honest uh yeah eschatology we're uh we're we're, we're running away from culture today right because this yeah. has nothing to do with culture yeah um Eschatology means the end times, right? Yeah. The study of the end times. And so what I'd like to do, Mike, is just to talk about the categories that exist, the kinds of folks who believe certain kind of things about the end of the world, why they believe yeah. that. Yeah. And I don't really have an ax to grind. I'm, I'm a learner right. here. But I hope that our listeners are the kind who maybe could use a brushing up, maybe if you've never heard the term amillennialist, yeah. um, now you'll know what that refers to. Again, you know, we, we might pipe in, maybe you will, maybe I will. This one seems more persuasive than the other. But again, we're not, I, this, I have very um, passionately held opinions about theological issues, but this is yeah. just not one. And part, that's in part because 
look, you, you have to look at the Olivet Discourse. We'll get to what that is in a second. Mm-hmm. You have to look at Revelation 12. You have to look at Revelation 13 and 20. And these are, I, th- I, I think, would almost any theologian agree that these are probably the hardest to interpret yeah. books, maybe even passages of books yeah. in the whole Bible. And so I just, I, I don't want to start a fight about this because it's just so, it's just so complicated and the greatest theologians do their best. Yeah. And uh, this is just not somewhere I think where you can make a hard definitive claim. Yeah. In theology, we have what we call, what's been called theological triage. Our, our colleague, Dr. Putman has done, Ryan Putman has done a, a lot of good work on how to disagree with one another. Um, he has a book called when doctrine divides the people of God would recommend that to anyone looking into theology. Um, and we need to have him on the show. We've talked about it so much and we need to have the Superman versus Batman debate or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we already had that debate and yeah. Frank Miller had that debate. Putman Batman won. Yeah, Putman's a huge Superman fan. So we well, just need to bring him on and, and razz him, basically, uh, yeah. for an hour. Does uh, it hurt that Batman keeps beating Superman? Does that hurt you, Ryan? <laughs> right. Um, so we, Putman, if you're listening, you've been called out. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he listens. He um, is above my pay grade, uh, so I don't need to get fired. He's the dean of faculty, so yeah. that's a complicated <laughs> relationship there. Um, I don't think he'd fire me. So when we talk about theological triage or when we talk about disagreeing with, we're talking about in the faith, right? We're not talking about Christian versus non-Christian. Right. Non-Christian, none of this applies. Well, I mean, it applies applies to everybody. (laughs) Yeah, it'll it'll apply. Yeah, you'll find out. (laughs) Yeah, they'll they'll find out. But no, if if you're not a Christian, this is just, why would you care? You know? Yeah. And and real quick. So we have what we, I, I like to do first order, second order, third order issues. Yeah. We have first order issues and there we're talking about essentials to believe in order to be a Christian. We're talking about God existing as Trinity. We're talking about justification by faith alone. We're talking about first order things that every Christian believes. And then second order, that's where I like to say, this is where we have our denominational differences. Okay. Like, Baptism, because baptism doesn't save you. It's an extremely important issue. All of these are important issues. But uh, we have Presbyterian friends. We have Anglican friends who disagree with us completely on baptism. And they baptize infants. We baptize uh, what we call credo baptism after a profession of faith publicly. And then we have down into the third order. We have things that you can be in the same denomination and disagree about. Um, And so... I would put eschatology, the study of the last things, in the third order. That doesn't mean it's not important. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's not worth studying, right? Like it's still an extremely important thing. So let's start there. Well, uh, what I want to do is run through what the different positions are. There's basically three major ones with regard to this thing called the millennium. Um, but even before that, Mike, why, like, if if I'm looking at this stuff for the first time, why should I care? Even the experts. Mm. Like even the experts in <laughs> who agree with each other on everything else yeah. disagree on this one. Yeah. You know, what, 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 what's the point? Well, well, first off, because it is part of scripture and we're called to study and devote ourselves to learning the entire counsel of God's word, even the hard bits, like, like even the, the pieces that confuse us, they're still worth even sometimes, like uh, Martin Luther said, he had to bang his head against his Bible till he understood uh, Romans one seventeen, um, for the righteous shall live by faith. And so, 
if it's in there, it's worth studying. It's, it's, it's in there for a reason. The Lord does not make mistakes and his, his word contains no mistakes. And so if, if we care about God, we care about the things of the word, we want to care about every part of that. And that includes eschatology. The second thing is Jesus talked about it a lot. He, he talked about the end days, the end times a ton. And, and, and the church has always cared about this because this is the next big thing. And that's the, that's the last, the, in conclusion, why we should study this is it's the next thing that happens. It's the next Christ's return is up next. He's already, or is it? Well, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm maybe showing my theological cards, but like his, his parousia, the return of Christ is the, is the next event in redemptive history. Right. And, and I just want to clarify my little, or is it there? It's not that. I doubt the return of Christ. I'm a Christian. I believe that he will actually comes back, will come back. But there are those who I have recently learned, and this sounds so wild to me. There are serious believers who think he already has. Yeah. It's, uh, this is it. We're, we're talking about something that did happen. Full preterism. In 7 AD. Uh, sorry, 70 yeah. AD. And so. Yeah. Uh, that's a view called full preterism. Preterism yeah. means uh, kind of preterm or when, when, uh, it happened before now, basically, yeah. and uh, full preterists believe that everything that ha- that that is prophesied in Revelation in the Bible according to the end times has already taken place. Yeah, that's wild. So, okay, let's let's uh, try to organize our thoughts here. Yeah. So, what I'd like to do, Mike, is um, there's really two questions: When does Christ come back? Mm-hmm. There's a few, uh, some answers to that. This is the Greek word here. the The fancy word is parousia. Yeah, and it just means what appearance. I yeah, think it just yeah, means appearance. yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of related almost to uh, Revelation, but it, it's it's it it does mean yeah, appearing. Just yeah, the the, the second coming. Yeah. When does the second com- coming happen? That's one question. And what does it have to do with the millennium? So we mm-hmm. know what the second coming is. That's pretty easy, frankly. Yeah. Um, what is what is this millennium? Where do we get that concept from? Yeah, it's the starship that Han Solo flew. Oh well, that's our episode. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, we the, the the first and, and first things first. I, I've forgotten. We are talking a lot about the Book of Revelation, not Revelations. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, All these undergrads and their Revelations. Yep. It's like, uh, that's John, apocryphal. <laughs> John had one Revelation. One Revelation, and it was singular. a a vision, a re- something that was revealed to him by God. And that's what revelation means. It doesn't mean end times. It doesn't mean this is the last book of the Bible. It means it was a vision given to the apostle John as he was on the island of Patmos under uh, military watch or whatever he was in, in prison. And it was a something that God revealed to John in, in visions. And, and there's several different visions within the revelation, but it makes up one big 22 chapter long revelation, even though he didn't have chapters in that day. Mm. We added those later. Yep. But, so yeah. What, Good. L- yeah. Why don't we start with the millennium? So where do we get the idea from? What is it? Yeah, that's part of revelation, right? So that's as, as we look at the book of revelation and, and most of the, the end times stuff that we get happens in the book of revelation. Most of our theology of what comes next is from revelation, though the whole Bible speaks to, the end times, but revelation 20 is the, the short answer there. Where do we get the thousand years? We get it from revelation 20, John sees an angel and, 
uh, there, there's been this dragon and a serpent and the devil and Satan, and he's bound for a thousand years. Okay, and this, let me just interject here. Is yeah. this not one of the absolute coolest parts of the Bible? And I saw an <laughs> angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss and holding in his hand a great chain. He seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil or mm. Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. This is so baller. Th- yeah, so this awesome. is this is traditionally taken to be Michael. Does it say his name? Yeah. I don't think it actually names this angel, does it? I mean, there are only two named angels besides Lucifer. Okay. One of them is Gabriel. One of them is Michael. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of awesome. My name's Michael. My wife's name is Gabriella. So nice. We are uh, the angelic duo. Oh um, my gosh! The yeah. baby is like the chosen. Yeah, I mean, let's like. <laughs> okay, now we're just being. Uh, uh, LeBron. Yeah. That's <laughs> why we're naming him LeBron. Because uh, <laughs> oh he's him. Uh, no. Yeah, so this is an amazing passage. And this is maybe, like you said, one of the more confusing passages. Why? Because the church has debated for now probably 2,000 years where in the world or when in the world does the millennium happen, right? Like is it is this before uh, the return of Christ? Is this after or is it in the or middle? Or is it current? Yeah, is, it, is, is this, this the case? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, where, so really what this question is is where is Satan? Right, exactly. Right? Where, where is yep. Satan? Is Satan currently bound? Mm-hmm. Some people think yes. Yep. Okay, so so this is a period not just of where is Satan, but also where is Christ, Yeah. right? So yeah. this is a, a thousand-year period of Christ's reign. Is that in this chapter as well, uh, or is that 12? I, I believe that's in this. That's Yeah, so we've got... Um, they came to life later on in, in, in verse the end of verse four. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. And who so are they? The, we have uh, this. They is the souls of those who had been beheaded. So the the martyrs basically from the church, um, those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus for the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on the foreheads. So those are all those who have been. Uh, slain for the faith, those who had stood for Christ, the saints of all time, I think, um, maybe showing my cards a little here, but um, are are reigning with Christ at that point. Are reigning. Yeah. Okay. So now we know what the millennium is. It's this thousand year period. And some people take that number to be figurative. Some people take it to be, no, it is an actual thousand years. Mm-hmm. Now, can you walk me through, we have three terms yeah. I want you to define for us. It's premillennial, postmillennial, and amillennial. Yeah. Um, tell me about what that has to do. What, what are those perspectives entail? Yeah. So um, premillennial, meaning Christ will return before this thousand-year reign. Pre meaning before. So that this thousand-year reign is a so literal. It's pre-millennial. Yes. Like literally Jesus. The, the question is, when does Jesus come yeah, back? So, premillennial. So in the premillennial system, because we're talking about systems here, right? And the premillennial system, Christ returns, um, and there's a lot of events that happen at that time because this is mostly in the dispensational system that premillennial kind of came about, um, and that's a, a, that might be another episode for another day. But we we have Christ returning, uh, the the rapture happens, then there's usually a seven year if you're traditional premillennial, and then Christ uh, defeats Satan. Or, or sorry, he binds Satan, and then there's a thousand year reign. Of okay, so peace the, on earth. The angel is Christ. Uh, I don't know that they would say that, um, or that 
uh, premillennial would say that the angel here is Christ. Okay. Um, I think that would be an agent of Christ. Okay, so here's a little bit of medieval English yeah. guy jumping in here. When you see um, paintings of this, the tradition is, and I want to emphasize tradition, mm-hmm. and so take that as tradition and not the received word yeah, of God. Yeah, yeah. But the tradition is it is Michael, and he's when you see an angel holding a chain, that's a dead giveaway that you're looking at Michael. Right. I like that idea. I kind of hope that that's what that is. But, and here's why. It's because, you know, I, I bet you anything, if you could get into Satan's brain, like he just wants to go one-on-one with God, even if it means losing, he yeah. just wants to fight yeah. God. He and God's, chance. Yeah. And, and God says, no, Michael, go. Yeah, like, angel. <laughs> you, you will be, Satan will be, destroyed by a created thing not he doesn't even get the chance to take on his creator and this is to god's glory he doesn't need to lift a finger yeah he commands an angel to do it for him and it's to his glory that he does that yeah i just i kind of love the uh i don't know i need to carry the the, the poetic justice (laughs) i need to live into my name here i'm seeing a golden chain maybe weird around your neck i forgot my chain today (laughs) uh you know that rapper two chains that could just be me yeah Um, so yeah, so premillennial is that Christ comes, and then there is a millennial reign that he has after that. Um, so postmillennial would say just the opposite, um, that Christ is reigning in heaven, and there is a— So Christ's reign is not on earth, but is in heaven. During the millennium. During the millennium. Yeah, and there's a thousand years of, of peace and um, the gospel going forth, and then Christ— returns physically the parousia happens. well and, yeah and let's not forget um satan is loosed right yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. this this binding of satan is not the final right. is not satan's last laugh well he, that's what we have in verse seven when yeah. the thousand years are ended satan will be released and will come out to deceive the nations um yada 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 well not really yada 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 but i'm, I'm trying to skip ahead for time's sake um and then at, at, by verse 10 uh, there's a great war this is what we call armageddon Okay. Right? Yep. Um, this great war, and so much has been inferred from three verses. <laughs> and verse ten, and the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire, and that's the final defeat of of Satan. There, yeah. uh, of who we call the deceiver. And um, it's that verse that was the one that indicated that Jesus was coming back exactly in 1988. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or 2012, whichever yeah. one. Right. Right. And and that sounds like a joke, but there were. Listeners, there were people that genuinely thought 1988 because of this stuff, because of they had numerology. It was it was 40 years after the institution of Israel. Yep, With, and obviously what these verses point to, and and we haven't gotten yet to Mark 13, but yeah, um, I I just don't know, like where where does it say anything about the institution of Israel as a state? Well, like, yeah, and numerology numerology <clears throat> can be troubling, and and there's a lot of troubling things that happen with eschatology. And again, we're not we're not going to be taking a whole lot of sides in this. Um, we we do want to, you know, I think say call a spade a spade sometimes. And when you get into reading the Bible with an with one hand and a newspaper in the other, and you're interpreting Scripture in light of a current geopolitical events, or you're decoding something um, like it's almost into like a. Uh, what's the Tom Hanks movie in the book? Um, da Vinci Code. The Da Vinci Code. Like you're you're starting to really use numerology to influence your views of what scripture has revealed. That can lead you to some bold and often wrong, actually 100% wrong so far, predictions of, of 
like like we had the 2012 thing too and that was all based on the mayan calendar right, right. and um well a couple things here um first of all every everyone thinks that they're in the end times if you look yeah, at yeah, uh, yeah. The, the bubonic plague of like the 1350s uh in england yeah. they <laughs> half uh, some 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 uh, uh historians think that over 50% of people living on the island of Great Britain died. Over fifty yeah. yeah. percent. That like if if oh, <laughs> if they dropped the bombs and uh, like fifty percent of your friends died, what would your first thought be? Your yeah, first thought, oh, like happening. here we go, yeah. tribulation. Yeah, yeah. Like that's to me, that's a that's not an irrational thought. It's not right, but it's not insane. Well, it, in it, the in the world wars too. I yeah. mean, the most recent example, the World War One and World War Two, people thought. This, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Sure. If World War Three happens, that would absolutely be my first thought. It might not be right. Yeah. It co- might be. <laughs> COVID, COVID probably led some people to think like, okay. Here we go. Here we go again. Yeah. Every time there's a plague, every time there's a plague that I've read about, mm-hmm. that, that's been on Christian's mind. And so, yep. so, I mean, one thing we can take away is just this historical grounding of, you don't know, maybe yep. you don't know. Yeah. And the most important thing that... that that big old verse that says no one knows the day right. or the hour. And, and that is, um, there, that, that can sometimes I think push people from not into not studying the end times because they can just plead ignorance and say, no one knows the day well, or the hour. Not e- even Jesus said it. Yeah. And, and, and that doesn't mean he didn't say, so don't study my So word. don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. And, and therefore you're, you're fine. That's therefore where we, you're gravy. That's where we have the idea of pan millennial. It'll okay. all pan out in the end. Right. Um, and that's just not, that's not okay either. So, yeah. um, and then, so we have pre and well, post. So, right? so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll get back to one last thing. You, you mentioned the numerology. What's tough is that there is numerology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Six, no. the, the number of the beast is 666 or 616 in an important right. variation. But I mean, you, again, you're not crazy to look at numbers. Yeah. You maybe are crazy when you. When you sp- oh, it's Henry Kissinger. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's actually not a joke either. That's right. really who people thought it was. The Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no joke. And uh, Henry Kissinger of all people, uh, who just, <laughs> by the way, like d- just this died. past month or no, this past year, um, past, yeah. which is crazy. That, like he's yeah. living history. He he was like 153 years old. Um, five. He was exactly 1,000 years old, <laughs> which is really yeah. Anyway. Num- numbers are important. I mean, the number 12, we we see like. Yeah. You have twelve tribes. Mm-hmm. You then have twelve twelve mm-hmm. apostles. Like that's that's not a mistake. The number three is important. You've got you know obviously represents the Trinity and represents seven's important. Like you said, seven is the number. So so those are very important. Forty is important. There 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 are a few things that are important um, with with numbers, but we cannot base our entire theological system on on numerology. Right. If you ever want to see a movie of this taken to the X degree, pi. Oh, really? uh, uh, Darren Aronofsky, I believe, is his first feature. Uh-huh. Pi. Um, it is. It's a Jewish guy, Jewish math- mathematician who goes off the deep end. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. So, so last millennials. Yeah. So, so where where have we done? We've done premillennial. Yeah. Uh, well, first we did postmillennial. There's the millennium, and then Christ comes. Yep. Premillennial, Christ comes, and there's a millennium, and that's yep. like if, if before I looked at any of this stuff, that's just kind of like how I was raised, and that's, yeah, that that is the that is the that's neutral view gear of evangelicals yeah. in the last 
hundred years. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just saying yeah. that is what is in the water. Like yeah. if you like left behind, right? Yeah. Um, that's left behind theology. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is a, a, a legitimate system that, that is there. It's, yeah. a, it's a new system, but it's a legitimate system. Okay. And then the last one is amillennialism. Mike, what's that? Yeah. So you guys have heard of atheism. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Which means uh, the, the modifier a or a in the Greek um, simply means no. It's a, it's a negation. Um, that's not a super fair term for amillennial. Um, they would not say that the, the, they would not say that that means the millennium doesn't exist. What amillennials believe is in a um, a figurative or a thematic millennium, taking Revelation as a whole as apocalyptic literature, which there are not, uh, which is not to be taken literally. Doesn't mean it's not true. Taken seriously, but not literally. Exactly. And um, taken to be truth, but not literal. It's symbolic. It's allegorical. And so the thousand years would be the entire reign since Christ ascended back into heaven and was seated at the right. So we call that Christ's ascension and his session and is now reigning at the right hand of the Father. Is now currently. Is now currently reigning. There's, There's a millennium. Yeah. And you're standing in it. Exactly. The thousand years just means a lot of time. In the Greek world, in the Greek language in which this vision was given, thousand would have been the largest number that people could have thought of. It's kind of like saying Taylor Swift's a billionaire. I don't know if she is or not. It just means she's got a lot of money. Right. Um, for them, 1,000 is, is a massive number. And so they're saying this is representative of the entire reign of Christ until he returns. Right. And so, so a millennialism again, not that there's not a millennial, but it, it is figurative and it is current. Yes. It yes, is. We, we are there yep, now. Yep. Okay. And, and when does Jesus come back? He comes back. Um, did he already or, the, or will he? I don't know of anyone who is a preter, who's a full preterist that would say Christ returned and still be all millennial. Okay. Um, and, and again, so preterist <laughs> is related to all this stuff. You defined it earlier, but yep. just one more time, just, a preterist believe a, a full preterist believes that all the all the events of the revelation, uh, all of a discourse has occurred. First and Second Thessalonians, when Paul talks about eschatology too, um, that's where people get the rapture from. All, the rapture happened it, in the past. Y- yeah, it, it's, that's the belief. It's a tough belief to swallow and still have any hope. <laughs> so I recently read a book about just laying all this stuff out there. It yep. was it was the, the book was less well organized than I would have liked, mm-hmm. but but I mean maybe that's just a function of the material. But I, so it was the first time I even heard of the idea of, of preterists. And it was like, that is such a wild idea that it's actually attractive. Like what, yeah. what is the crazy, <laughs> yeah. like academically, I'm, I'm, there's part of me that's just like, what's the craziest thing people can get away with believing? That might be the craziest like, thing. I, I want the yeah. hot sauce of theology yeah. and then that's some full, spicy. Full preterism might yeah. be the hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. um, everyone's a partial preterist. Okay. Uh, everyone what believes that, that some of these things happened. Like what? What happened? Um, well, I mean, just the very specific uh, pictures of Jerusalem in in, uh, and I'm having trouble pulling up any references off the top of my head. So now, um, I think actually, let's just get into Mark 13 now because discourse. I think that that is what. The, okay, so all of that discourse, meaning uh, Jesus gave this discourse or this speech on the Mount of Olives. On the Mount of Olives, and who was there? It was um, he was talking specifically to Peter, James, John, and Andrew. Yeah. Um, so it's these five fellas and Jesus is, 
the the disciples point to the temple and mm-hmm. they say, "Look how wonderful it is." And this is where Jesus responds, "Not one stone will be left upon another." Right. Which, by the way, is that that's not literally true, is it? That the 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 west wall it still stands. It yeah. does stand. There is yep. a stone left on another. Yeah. And so you know there there is some space to to say, well, he he's speaking prophetically here. Yeah. Well, and was he talking about himself, or was he talking about the, the guys? There's there's so many layers yeah. to eschatology. Yeah. So um, we we unfortunately we can't unpack all this. Yeah. Um, we're so, not advocating. As we've said, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and so I think one one good example of, of a partial preterist view, which I would hold, the abomination of desolation. When you see the abomination of desolation, this is Mark oh, 13, 14, standing where he ought not to be, a.k.a. in the middle of the temple. Um, and he says, let the reader understand, which I love. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Um, basically, I can't remember exactly the Roman leader who did this, but came in and stood... Was it Tur? No, Tertullian was a. He was a church father. <laughs> was it Tacitus or because it, it, it wasn't Nero? It might have been Tacitus. Was it Nero? No, was it, it was, Tacitus. I don't think Nero ever made it to Jerusalem. Okay. Um, he he stayed. Oh right, right. no, no yeah, yeah yeah he was an artist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he saw Nero saw himself as an artist, and he was the worst emperor. Fiddled can we ballroom say? Bur- burned. Yeah. Yeah. All that. Um. But but these other ones were military. But yeah. So so a military conquest leader of Rome stood in the middle of of the of the temple. And declared himself to be God, right, or a God, and so Nero demanded to be worshipped as yeah. God. And, and, and Nero may have been emperor while this happened. This may have been, yeah, a, yeah. I think I think that's it. But it, go ahead. Yeah, and we, and guys, we we decided we were doing this an an hour ago. <laughs> so <laughs> I read a book um, and I want to talk about yeah, it. And Mike said uh, an MDiv in this stuff. So yeah, here we are. So uh, and that kind of sparked a revolt, and people fled. That's a literal thing that happened. Um, now here's how eschatology works when I read the Bible, right? Um, and, and how I've been taught and, and how I kind of interpret these things, right? So we have a lot of events described in Mark 13 or in the other gospels. This is also in Luke and Matthew. Um, in Mark 13, we have a lot of events described, right? We have Jesus talking about things that are going to happen. And it's the same in Revelation. And a lot of these can be symbolically applied to a lot of things that have happened in the last 2000 years, right? We have, we have these cycles and every generation has different things that they say, this is the antichrist. This is the abomination of desolation. This is that, this is that. And the correct answer might just be yes. Yeah. I mean, so when you get to, uh, John first, second, third, John, Mm -hmm. he refers to antichrists. Yeah. Right. Like antichristoi, which is plural. Plural. So he does say that there are, um, antichrists. Yep. Another thing I want to point to, I, I don't think I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am sure I'm not the only one who's noticed this, but I don't think I've read or, or heard much about this. If you look at like the NASB, when Jesus is talking about the destruction of the temple and there Mark 13, um, you're going to see some capitalized letters. What that means is he's quoting from the old Testament. Right. And so he's using old Testament prophecies about like, and don't quote me on this. I, Babylon, like yep, like yep. like different other cities, yeah. And he's using he's quoting that and applying it to Jerusalem, yeah. And so this idea of repetition through history, yeah, is I think I don't think you're reading too much into it at all. I think Jesus is sort of 
vindicating such a view of, of, of sort of not that history is circular at all, not at all, right? But that there are seasons, recapitulations. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's what um, Irenaeus, the church father, wrote, and and he wrote that a lot of the New Testament is a recapitulation of things that happened in the Old Testament. Um, like Pentecost is a, a, a recapitulation of Babel. Hmm. Um, oh, when, it's a reversal. Yeah, yeah, a redemptive reversal is what the yeah. the the New Testament guy G.K. Beale, Gregory Beale, he writes and he says um, it's a redemptive reversal. Is is so anyway? That's another topic for another day. But the the important thing is at the end of the Olivet Discourse concerning that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the not even the angels in heaven or the Son, but the Father. But then, what does he say? Be on guard, keep awake. Okay, so maybe we'll end on this. So what's yeah. the takeaway? The takeaway is be on guard, yeah. keep away. Yeah, and, and and for me, when I think about eschatology, we, we live in a the last 40 years of evangelicalism. Really, there was a book released, and this is going to, this blows my mind every time I think about this. I think it was in 1978. Uh, a book was released by an evangelical author called The Late Great Planet Earth. And it was the best seller of the 70s. Hmm. So maybe it was released earlier in the 70s. The best seller in the United States of any book, secular, non-secular, probably not including like the Bible or reference works, was The Late Great Planet Earth, which was a, a, a eschatology book about premillennial uh, theology. And what has happened is premillennial th- theology is not bad. Um, I, I don't you know i know a lot of people who hold to that but what is bad is the fervor that we get ourselves whipped up into about oh this has got to be it this is it this is it i'm so scared in fact jesus said you're gonna get guys yep. that say this is it right yeah and 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 the fear that a lot of christians have now the living in fear because of what could be thought of as the imminence of the eschaton Guys, we're in it. <laughs> we're, we've been in it for two thousand years. Um, there's been signs in every age. The one thing. So you are advocating an amillennial stance. Um, that's what I'm closest to. Okay, I would say. Um, I it de- sometimes it depends on what side of the bed I wake up on. Yeah, and um, it's and, it's, and, it's tough. I've heard I've heard seminary professors say that the be- what, what, how did I wake up today? Yeah, exactly. about this question. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Yeah. Um, and um, it's kind of one of those things that when Christ returns, I'll be done. You know, like I'll be with him. Mm. and One way or the other. Yeah, and then I'll find out there, you know. And it, it's uh, it's challenging as someone who aspires to preach and be in, in ministry of, of how would I even handle this, you know. And um, But I do. Yeah, most pastors don't is the truth. Exactly. We just stay away from it or we give into the fervor of the age mm. and we, we whip up into a frenzy. And, and that is what I exactly opposite of what I see Christ commanding us to do, which is stay awake, be alert okay. and be hopeful. Take it seriously. You don't need to become a prepper. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, like don't go buy the five Guns gallon water. Yeah. The five gallon <laughs> bucket from Amazon for, for prep of the, of the yeah. last days. Cause here's the thing. If you're in Christ, if you're a Christian, you're prepped baby. Yeah. That's all you need. Um, you stay prepped, you, you stay prepped and, and that's good. Yeah. And there's a lot more. There's so many, we didn't even get to the tribulation. Yeah. Pre post mid trib. Okay. Yeah. Mid-trib. <laughs> yeah. It's for another time. All the tribs, but yeah, pre millennial, a millennial, 
post millennial. Yeah. Post millennial. Post millennial. Oh man, that's good. <laughs> I'm a post millennial. I didn't even realize it until I said it. <laughs> what you were saying. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. Uh, the, the, for those of us who have tattoos on our faces, we're yeah, post millennials. I'm, I'm actually this weekend going to get my face tattooed. Yeah, tattled up. What, yeah. what are you getting? The same as post Malone. The exact oh, same. Just, just give me post Malone's face. Yeah, Put his face on my face. The eye. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that. And then maybe I'll get to sing at the Super Bowl like he did. That's gonna open up some real avenues for sharing the gospel. You know where we live. It might. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Mike. This has been fun. This has been great. Yeah, we should maybe talk about theology yeah, more. Yeah, I, I definitely want to bring my like very amateurish approach to the Bible. Yeah, I love it. And onto the airwaves. That's what America needs right now. Yeah. Hey, what's something that you've been enjoying this week? What have I been enjoying this week? Um, there's uh, I just started playing this new game. Uh, I play games from time to time. Diablo 4 has been kind of a universal... On the day we talk about theology, you bring a, <laughs> oh, sorry. a devil game in here. <laughs> you fight the devil, see? It's okay. It's, it's, it's eschatology. <laughs> it's eschatology. You're on the good guy. You're on the good team. <laughs> I'm playing this game. Uh, th- that game was kind of received uh, with excitement at first and then with like universal groan. Uh, it was like cool for yeah. a while. It's very well polished. Anyway, there's, there's another game like it called uh, Last Epic. And um, everyone's calling it APOC, but it's called EPOC. Epoch. Is it, anyway, is that E P O C H? E P O C H Epoch. Uh, epoch. Sorry. Yeah. E, not epic, but epoch. Epoch. Uh, epoch. Uh, that is how you say that. I'm an English professor. Listen to me. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, it's, ba- you know, click around, shoot your lightning at folks, oh, um, blow up monsters. It's a good time. How, what have you been enjoying? Oh, man. Yeah. It has been. First off, we got a king bed. Whoa. And I'm enjoying that. But that's wow. not that's not usually we usually talk about something media, but the king bed is changing my life. Um feel like I'm in a hotel every night. Um Wild. yeah, it's it's Do you great. sleep just like just like diagonal? Like starfished. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. <laughs> uh no. Hey Gabe. <laughs> Gabriel. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we uh I've Can been you give me a water. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> just never getting out of the bed. It's a green tea mattress, so um, I'm delicious, super, super caffeinated every day. Right. Um, you drool on it. You got your tea. <laughs> just hot tea. I don't know. Um, I've been listening to the Freewheeling Bob Dylan, which is his second album. Bob Dylan's second album. Uh, Bob who? Bob Dylan. Robert Charles Zimmerman. Oh yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah yeah. Everybody. Time in New York. Yeah. Uh, so this this is the album that has blown in the wind. Uh, girl from the North Country, don't think twice. It's all right. Um, some of my favorite Bob Dylan songs. Yeah, man. Uh, really enjoying that. I don't have it on on vinyl or anything. I would love to have the vinyl. Um, if any listeners want to bless me with a gift, you can send me a Bob Dylan vinyl. Really, any vinyl you want me to listen to. You've got a record player? Yeah. In your place? Love it. Nasty yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't I have one re- in my office too. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even realize like the sound quality is a real thing. Yeah. Of vinyl versus it's uh, very cool. whatever we're putting on our earbuds these days. Yeah, it's it's different. You know, Apple's done a lot of great work on an Apple Music with yeah. HD uh, music is now more of a thing, right? Yeah, it sounds really good, but um, there is just I also like the ritual of an album. I love taking it out of the case, putting it in. You know, it's like an it event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can put a thing on my phone whenever, but like, oh, this yeah. is this is an event, right? This and is something I'm doing now. Yeah, and I'm a nerd, so it's a connection to the past too. It's kind of like shaving with a safety razor <laughs> versus like just using the thing and like, yeah. you know, it's kind of uh, you got to take the time, you got to change out the razor, you got to whip up the lather, um, which I do, and I it's like kind of I, I operate 
always thinking, always moving and always wanting to, to, and these things make me slow down a little bit. And okay. so, yeah, uh, but, but Freewheel and Bob Dylan, a uh, really cool album from like 1962. Um, so if you're into folk, if do your homework kids. Yeah. Greenwich village movement and folk. Uh, it's, you used to live there. It, yeah. Oh, did you live in New York? Oh, no, 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 no. Near there. My buddy lived there. Yeah. Sorry. Did you live in New York? I did while I lived in New York. Yeah, I went to school we in Greenwich it. Village. We haven't mentioned it in a while. Ha, have we not? <laughs> I did. Yeah, Greenwich Village. It's it's where New York University is. Yeah. Well, you lived in New York. I lived in Kansas City, home of the now four time champion, Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Since we brought it up, <laughs> since we brought it up, I was there when the Giants won. Yeah. But I wasn't there. I was in Cincinnati getting treated for cancer. Yeah. Again. When the Giants won Ugh. in New York. This joke is a recapitulation. What? Yeah. Well, like, what? We did like, this on an episode we a did, year well, ago. Well, I, yeah. I just try to remember. I'm just, I don't know, guilt tripping the universe. Yeah. Like, I, who who gets treated for cancer when the... During the Super Bowl. During man. the Super Come Bowl. On. When that city... I, not that I was a Giants fan, but, like, I just want to be in the city. You know, with, that's with what Eli Manning. I, I, want, yeah, I, want, I just want to meet Eli Manning. I want to be in a city where that city's Super Bowl team. Dude, it was it was wins. so fun when yeah. I when I lived there and we won. It was it was electric. I mean, we just got in our car and drove. Gabby and I did. An electric we, car? No, it was gas. Oh, lame. Yeah, keep going. And we just drove around the city, and everyone's just out. Yeah, like you're not doing anything. I mean, there were people doing things in like the party areas, and they're like tearing down light posts and stuff and we're just driving around honking at people you know yeah. like yeah hey man <laughs> we won <laughs> we like, sure did <laughs> yeah uh and then you just go home after you know taylor like, swing yeah exactly so uh this was pre-taylor that was pre-taylor right. you lost your headphone that I was did. trevor's really active today guys well, you get me on taylor swift man and it's just uh, i can't be can't be held responsible for whatever happens next yeah exactly well Man, what an episode. We'll, we'll, we may talk more theology. I don't know. You guys let us know. Yeah. Uh, boring. Did you get to this part? If you got to this part, let us know let if us this was know. a bad idea. Yeah. They're like, gosh, we tuned out 30 minutes ago. <laughs> if uh, I needed class, I'd go to sleep. Go to class. Uh, anyway, well, bless your heart, Trevor. Bless your heart, Mike. Thanks for listening to the Bless Your Heart cast. If you like what you hear here, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, like, and give us a great review. And if you want to buy our merch... Too bad. This has been the Bless Your Heart cast. Bless your heart, Mike. Bless your heart, Trevor.